Hi, this is Pastor Bob. Why don't you join me today as we take a look at an upside down world that has turned that way because they've turned away from the word of God. Prophesied of by Isaiah, there's coming a day when good will be evil, dark will be light. We're living in that time period. How do you get things and turn them right side up? Go back to looking at the instruments like on an airplane. And with the instruments of the word of God, you can keep yourself right side up in an upside down world. Let's go to the word of God. For more than 40 years, Bob Yandian has been an expositor of the Bible, making seemingly complicated doctrine easy to understand. Grab your Bible and study the Word of God with Pastor Bob Yandian. Hello, welcome today to Student of the Word with Pastor Bob Yandian. Great to have you with us today. Uh, I've got letters from people and things. They say their kids enjoy watching this broadcast too. So thank you kids for being there. And your young people, you know, your teenagers, they enjoy watching it. This is great because that's a little bit about what I'm going to talk about today is raising up kids in this generation and talking about the fact that the world basically is upside down. We need to tell our kids how to stay right side up in an upside down world. And so again, I'm gonna talk about living life right side up and learning to grow in the word of God. This is where we get our stability. And this is where we get our orientation from. You know, when things are all messed up around you, things are confusing, the word of God will reorient you to where you can understand it no matter what's going on. I pastored for 33 years, enjoyed the heck out of it. Really just really was blessed by it. And so during those 33 years that I was pastoring, I got the same thing from so many people. Young people would talk to me and they say, we want to get married, you know, you know, 20s, early 20s, stuff like that. And maybe near 30 years old, they want to get married. But what they would always say this, they would say is, you know, but we don't want to have children. I said, why don't you want to have children? They said, the world is such a mess today. I don't know if I want to bring up children in this world today. I said, did you know they've always said that? And then I tell them, what if your mom and dad would have said that? You wouldn't be here. And they just looked at me and I said, did you turn out all right in an upside down world? Well, yeah. Okay. See, the word of God works all the time. God didn't say, train up a child in the way that he should go. And when he's old, he'll de he won't depart from it until the year, what, 2000, and year the year 2020, whatever, you know, that then it won't work anymore. No, that's not what the word of God has to say. What God is simply saying is it'll work in any time period because there's no way the world can turn you upside down and keep you there if you come back to the word of God. It will always reorient you. I like to think of the word of God as this way. It's kind of like putting on one of those, you know, uh, you know, floating things, you know, for a pool or you put on a life vest, you know, what I think that's what the word of God is like. It's like a life vest. What do you mean by that, Pastor Bob? Well, you can throw yourself in the water and you can think you're going to drown. This thing pulls you right back to the top. That's what the Word of God does. And if you wrap your children in the Word of God and they know the Word of God, begin to operate and think about the Word of God, let it control their life, then I can tell you this, the world may try to push you down, but as soon as it lets go, you're going to float right back to the top. The Word of God will, will reorient you in an upside down world that we're living in. Think about the world we're living in. What is, what's the advice of the world today? Have premarital sex in that way that you'll be in practice whenever you get married. That's not what you want. No one wants to marry somebody that's had sex with other people so they can have good sex with you. I don't want to share the girl I'm going to marry one day. She don't want to share the boy she wants to marry one day with other men before and you want to share with other women before that you want them to have sex so that you can have, you know, that you'll be like a sex athlete or something when you first get married. No, you want to learn together. That's what marriage is for. 
when you first get married, you have sex and you make all kinds of mistakes at it, but you work at it and work at it. Why? Because the girl I marry, I want to have sex with her only. And yeah, I want to understand I'm probably not going to be as good as I think I am in the beginning, but we just keep getting better at it. And so again, we often think, well, again, what's being taught today, just get good at sex because marriage is more than sex. Sex should be the appreciator of everything else we have in marriage, of a relationship fellowship, all the different good times we have together, the bad times we have together where we have to work through it. That's what marriage is all about. And so they tell you today too, marriage is just a piece of paper. That's all it is. Well, and that you can live together. And after a while, if you get tired of each other, you can go your way. And that way there's no legal things to get rid of. And people will tell you today, there's something about the fact that you make a commitment to somebody. And that piece of paper represents a commitment. I am committing myself to the rest of my life. As long as you're alive or as long as I am alive, I'm going to be married to you. And no matter what comes along, we can work it out. I understand we will. We'll work it out because we're not going to go after anybody else. And so we're going to make that thing work out. There's maybe times when you're tempted to get a divorce, but you know what? You're not going to do it because you actually signed a piece of paper and that represents a commitment. Sex with many partners will somehow help you to find the right one. No, it won't. It just messes your brain up. The more you have sex with other people that you might actually find the right one, not even know you've got the right one because why? You've had sex with so many. That's why God has simply said he wants you to have sex with one. Once you decide to get married and you've had that marriage in your hand, that paper, then you can start having sex with each other. Today, porn is becoming sex education for dating couples or actually sex education in schools. They're showing them porn today. Where in the world has their thinking gone? But they've actually turned upside down and life is upside down. It's going to take the word of God to take your child in this upside down world and turn them right side up. Divorce for any reason is made easy today. How many how many commercials do you hear? A divorce for $69.95, or at least used to be. Maybe it's $169.95, but whatever it is, they simply say, if it's uncontested, we'll just make it simple. Uncontested means we just don't get along with each other. Well, you can get along with each other if you realize I am in this marriage for life and I've made a commitment and we're going to make this thing work. And in fact, those are the best kinds of marriages. Sometimes when they start to work out, you realize all this hard work we put into it is now paying off. People say day marriage is outdated. It was something for the old times, but not for today. And today we have homosexuals and lesbians being married. And again, it just gets worse and worse. Whether dating, living together, or parents of those who are, God's and his power and word are still here to help. And God's word has never changed. His love has never changed. His power has never changed. Only doing what God wants brings real change and brings real joy. Psalm 119 verse 89 says this, forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. So when you're already upside down, what you think is up is down and down is up, right is left and left is right. This is what happens when you're upside down. And Satan has turned this world upside down. He's taken centuries to do it, although it's been in other places and in other cities, other times, there's been the reality of it. Today is becoming a worldwide thing. The entire world is turned upside down and you have to have the word of God to turn it right side up and nothing else will do it except God's word. There was a woman in the Air Force a number of years ago. She was a pilot. She was flying one of the jets and she was part of the squadron that was flying, but she was going across the desert 
in southwestern United States. And she was flying at a huge rapid speed along with everybody else. And so they separated to go in different directions and then come back. She separated, went into a direction and where she was, was not that high off the ground, doing again this extremely fast speed and she went into a cloud bank. Well, she was in there and she got disoriented. She got her eyes off the instruments and she didn't know if she was upside down, right side up or what. And so that the, on there, she started acting confused and they told her, get your eyes back on the instrument, get your eyes on the instrument. And she didn't do it. She thought she'd saw the instruments, but somehow didn't c- connect with it. And she said, no, no. And she thought she was right side up when she was upside down. And so she pulled on the stick to go up. But when you're upside down and pull on the stick, you go down. And she went down and crashed and burned. And she got it all mixed up because she got her eyes off the instruments. You know what the instruments is in the Christian life? It is the word of God that lives and abides forever. It's the direction of the Holy Spirit who always leads you in line with the word of God. So keep your eyes on the instruments. Keep your eyes on the word of God and don't let this world get you disoriented. If the world has got you disoriented, come back to the word of God. It will reorient you and you may feel like you're swimming upstream while the world is going this way And honestly, you are. While the world's going this way, you made an about change, about turn. You got born again and decided one day after that, I'm going to follow the word of God. You know what the word of God is? It's how to go in the right direction in a world going in the wrong direction. It's how to turn right side up in a world that's upside down. So keep your eyes on the instruments, the word of God. The world has been turned upside down. The Rolling Stones sang about this in a song called Sympathy for the Devil. And well, here's the words to it. What's troubling you is the nature of my game. Every cop is a criminal. Every sinner is a saint. And it goes on past that phrase after phrase where everything's been turned around and Satan simply saying it that the cops are the criminals. How many times today do we hear that the cops are evil? And honestly, these poor criminals out there, they're just mixed up. And then every sinner is a saint. No, it's the opposite way around. Jesus came so that sinners can become saints. If every sinner was a saint, Jesus never needed to come. He never needed to die. So we are upside down today in our society. 550 years before Jesus was born, Isaiah foretold there would come a day when the world order would be completely turned upside down as to what a society is supposed to be. It's found in Isaiah chapter five and verse 20. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil. Then darkness they call light and light for darkness. They put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitterness. Everything again is turned around and that's the day we're living in. Isaiah prophesied that day was coming. And like I said, it has been isolated in different nations. They face this, the word of God. Ephesus was one of those places and Paul went to preach there. And you know what they said? They said, those who have turned the world upside down have come here also. No, Paul and his men turned it right side up because why? These men were already upside down and Paul said no. And the word of God showed them how to get turned right side up. They didn't do it. They watched everybody else do it. They said, all those people have been upside down. If you're upside down, a right side up person looks upside down. So again, Isaiah 520 writes about what that happened in Paul's day. But it simply points out it's going to happen as a worldwide phenomenon the closer we come to the coming of Jesus Christ. We are coming close to the time of the tribulation. The tribulation is a time when the whole world will be turned upside down, every nation in it. In a world that's turned upside down, you can be right side up because you can come back to the word of God. The word of God gives you bedrock absolute values. 
that will never be replaced by a totally upending of morals and values in our spiritual and secular society that we have today. And boy, has politics been turned upside down. Everything we see is upside down. Entertainment is upside down. In fact, they've made entertainment a way to put their values into you. And more and more homosexual, lesbian, all types of wrong values are being pushed toward you. And God wants you to stick with his word of God. The Bible has a lot to say about good and evil. God even prophesied there would come a society that would just be as wicked and condemn the just and praise the wicked. That's the day we're living in today. Isaiah chapter five and verse 23 says, woe to those who acquit the guilty for a bribe and then deprive the innocent of his right. How often do we see that today? If you've got enough money, you can get out of anything. But if you're innocent and you're a good person and you try to live right, then there's no way you're gonna get out of what, again, they've accused you of. Proverbs chapter 17 and verse 15 says, he who justifies the wicked and he who condemns the just are both an abomination to God. So it simply comes back to this, in a world that's upside down, how are you gonna walk right side up? Come to the word of God. I'll see you right after the break. The Bible says we are in the world, but not of the world. But what is God's attitude toward the world? Should we pray for the world to change? As Christians, our job is not to save the world. Our job is to win souls, to transfer people out of the world and into the church. In this series titled, The World, Bob Yandian defines what the world system is and what the role of the church is today. The World series is available for $25 plus shipping and handling. To order, visit our website at bobyandian.com. Understanding the end times, one of the most incredible and fascinating doctrines in the Word of God, will bring us comfort for the days in which we live. The Bible says we are to encourage and exhort one another with the knowledge of Jesus returning for his saints. In Understanding the End Times, Pastor Bob Yandian provides a thorough and exciting study to give you more revelation of these times in which we live. Topics include the seven dispensations, the dispensation of the mystery, the rapture of the church, the judgment seat of Christ, Daniel's 70 weeks, the temple discourse, the tribulation, the second coming, the millennial reign of the Lord Jesus Christ. To order Understanding the End Times, visit bobyandian.com. Bob Yandian Ministries is training up a new generation in the Word of God. Because of your generosity and faithfulness, this teaching ministry is able to change countless lives. You will never know until you get to heaven how many people received Jesus, were filled with the Holy Spirit, healed, or found God's will for their life through your support and prayers. If you would like to become a partner with Bob Yandian, visit our website at bobyandian.com and click on Partnership. All right, welcome back. Thanks again for coming back to the Word of God. Let's go on from there. We've talked about, again, the verses of Scripture that God shared with us and told us in those verses of Scripture there's a day coming, and we are in that day today when good is evil, evil is good. And so what he's talking about there in that verse of Scripture is the day we're living in. It's been there 
from time to time. It's been there in different nations, but what we are seeing right now as the world is coming unified and talking about the liberal world order coming, the new world order, it simply comes back to it. We're entering into the time of the tribulation. The church will be taken out before then, but we are in the very fringes of it. Let me tell you what Jesus said to us. Jesus told us that when you see these things begin to come to pass, he said, look up, lift up your head, your redemption draws near. Proverbs 17, 15 is the verse we left off just before we entered into the uh, time, the halftime, when we went into the intermission. In Proverbs 17, 15, it says, he who justifies the wicked and he who condemns the just are both an abomination to the Lord. We are seeing that happen today. He who justifies the wicked and we're seeing the wicked being justified every day. How many times do we see criminals that killed people, murdered people, being put into jail, then released under the fact that, well, it was just a momentary glitch in their life, and we're gonna release them because we believe that really all people are really basically good. No, according to the Bible, all people are basically bad. And it happened because it was passed down to us by the first one who sinned, and that was Adam himself. That verse goes on to say, and he who condemns the just, both are an abomination to the Lord. And that's the upside down world we are living in today. I, you know, there's so much been happening through the years on teaching on evolution. Think about this. Evolution doesn't make any sense. Why? Because nothing left to itself improves. Nothing does. I mean, a person can talk about, well, I believe the universe was here and the longer it went on, it got better and better and better. I told somebody one time, why don't you go buy yourself a brand new Toyota, drive it out into a field and leave it out there in the open sun for about 30 years and see if you don't end up at the end with a brand new Mercedes Benz. It should, if, if evolution's true, that it should just keep on getting better. No, it gets worse. First of all, the paint starts to come off of it. Later on, rust starts to appear. The car starts to fall apart. Pretty soon, trees are growing up through it, and then grass is growing up through it. And by the end of that time, well, you certainly can't sell it for what you bought it for, because why? It is so deteriorated. Everything in life and everything in nature has a built-in process of decay. We age, cars rust, wood rots, homes decay, maintenance can cost more than the item we purchase, societies have and continue to decay. The image of Nebuchadnezzar's dream lost value, Daniel chapter two, when the king had a dream and saw all the nations to come until the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ himself, the rock that was cut out of a mountain and hit that image, the whole image falls down. But what he saw was an image, like a gigantic uh, statue and it had a head of gold, it had a breastplate of silver, it came on down and it went into uh, other ones as it went on down, finally ended up with legs of iron and then feet were made out of iron and clay. The whole thing deteriorated and what he was simply saying is in time, all nations will deteriorate. Societies must be constantly maintained by staying with core values. Left to yourself, you'll decay like nations will. Stay with biblical core values. What the Lord was simply saying in that vision is, you may be the head of gold right now, Nebuchadnezzar, but all the nations coming after you continue to decline, 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 decline. And these are world empires as they come on down. And Rome was the longest lasting one, but it was seen as iron. And then finally the feet were iron mixed with clay. The revived Roman Empire and the other nations that work with them. And so it's simply coming back to this for us to stay with biblical core values. You do not have to deteriorate with the world. 
As the world deteriorates around you by looking away from God, looking away from God's word, you can stay with God, your savior, and stay with his word. And you'll begin to, in the midst of all this, God will turn you around. And like I said before, you might feel like you are swimming upstream, but after a while you realize something, I'm going the right way. Everyone else is going the wrong way. That's a great revelation when that finally happens. To walk with Jesus, you walk on water. Does it make sense? But you know what? Walking on water becomes a normal way of life. You're so used to it, you can't understand why everybody's sinking out there. You have been given the life preserver of God's word. Every promise is powerful to you to cause you to again turn right side up in an upside down world. Your life may be a wreck, but it can be salvaged. It can be repaired. It can be made brand new. God's plan is never outdated. We are here for freedom. We are here for joy. And God has intended that in a world uh, turning from freedom and turning from joy, you can be the one to have it and stand out in front of everybody. And listen to me, your light shining can cause them to come to be a Christian. It's in other words, it's this. Yes, we're supposed to tell them about Jesus, but there's also a living like Jesus in this world that makes people look at you going, how can you be so happy with all the things in the world? How can you have so much joy when there's no joy in the world? Because my joy doesn't come from the world. My joy comes from the Holy Spirit. My joy comes from the word of God. And God has given to me a joy that's unspeakable and full of glory. God made life to be fun. He made it to be enjoyed, including marriage. Having everything before the marriage certificate is not fulfilling. Sex is not right before marriage and, and sleeping around before uh, you get married is not right. And not having a marriage certificate, not actually going through the marriage itself, but living with each other. It simply removes all the joy and fun of exploring and learning together. What I'm simply saying is there is no real joy and there is no real fun outside of the word of God. You want to have an exciting life. Get yourself as a Christian into the word of God. In fact, if you're watching today and you're not a Christian, why don't you just open up your heart and say, God, I have made a mess of my life. Everywhere I've turned, I've tried, I've had some moments of happiness and joy, but they never seem to last. Everything is temporary. I'm looking for that joy and I'm looking for that enjoyment of life in front of me so that I can enjoy every single day. And that's only gonna come by accepting you. So Father, I accept your son, Jesus Christ, as my Lord and my Savior. And after I do that, I'm gonna start living by the word of God. You have just made a life-changing thing and you're about to take that plane flying upside down and turn it right side up. And you won't crash if you follow God's word. You won't have great failures like you will if you keep going down the road. Oh, you'll have times where you don't act right. You'll have times when you make mistakes, but God will always be there to help you correct that and turn it around. Why? Because you're flying right side up, not upside down. You're applauded by God for seeking him. You're applauded by God for studying his word. And you're applauded by God for being faithful to go to church. God is simply saying here, there's a right way to do everything. And all these things simply work together. God wants you to find his plan for happiness. He wants you to find his uh, plan for peace and joy. All this is something God has promised. As far as happiness, the world has given you none. How can you keep depending on the world for that? You know, there's so many people today that I talk to, they're, they're homeschooling their children and all these different things. I think it's fine. 
taking your kids out of the world system and educating them. If you have to uh, remain in a in a public school education uh, process, then, then get in there and get involved with them. Find out what's going on, stand up for what's right, and then come against what's going wrong and stick with it. It's harder and harder in the world we're living in. That's why, again, I applaud people who can take their children out of public school and put them into a home education or put them into Christian education. That's fine. But again, on the other hand, listen, continue to follow after the word of God and understand too, if they do go to a public school, you have time with them at the end of the day. And what parents do can actually help turn that thing around. They can walk by your values, not by the world's values, if you'll just do what the word of God says. One of my favorite books in the Bible is the book of Deuteronomy. It's a, it's a book on parents teaching children what's right. When you walk with them, when they wake up in the morning, when you're around the table, all the different things you do, the word of God becomes the most common thing that you talk about. It's nothing forced. It's simply taking the circumstances of life and then applying the word of God to it. When my kids were growing up, we'd watch a movie. And as they got older, they they could watch certain movies with us, but we would warn them ahead of time or even stop the movie and tell the kids, is that right or wrong? They would often say, well, that's wrong. Right, that's why we stopped this. So that you can recognize that. I'm glad you kids can see it and recognize it as wrong because this is what the world is like. We're not asking you to be pulled away from the world. We're not asking you to isolate yourself from the world. We're asking you to be insulated from the things of the world. And that's why, again, we walk by the word of God. Solomon spoke of self-centeredness overtaking a generation and what the results would be. It's found in Proverbs chapter 30 verses 11 through 14. And here it says, there is a generation who curses their father and does not bless their mother. There is a generation who are pure in their own eyes and yet are not washed from their own filthiness. There is a generation, oh, how lofty are their eyes and their eyelids are lifted up. There is a generation whose teeth are as swords and their jaw teeth as knives to devour the poor from off the earth and the needy from among men. This says what's in this verse of scripture is what we see today happening on a worldwide basis. Oh, it was happening in, in the days of Solomon when he wrote this. And he looked around and saw that the generations growing up that did curse their father, didn't bless their mother, was totally self-centered in all they do. But we're being told in the word of God, as Paul told Timothy, that in the last days, men will be lovers of selves. And that's talking about a worldwide basis, not just an isolated country here and there. No, he's talking about it's gonna happen worldwide. We're seeing it today. Every sin comes from being self-centered. It's what happened with Lucifer. Lucifer said, I will ascend into heaven. I will sit at the right hand of God. I will sit upon the throne of the congregation in the north. He decided he not only wanted to take God's throne, he wanted to be God. And then the, the overthrow of him came. We see that today when people are totally talking against uh, morality, talking against what the church teaches, talking against what the Bible teaches, in essence, setting themselves up in their own life as God's. And then Satan's gonna raise up in this world, somebody that will cater to all of that, and that will be the Antichrist. He will be the one who will say, no, I am God, but he will cater to everything. And the world will simply look at him and say, yes, because he's giving us what we want. That's why he said there's a generation, uh, Solomon did, that's coming, that this will be a generation that will cover the entire planet. Jesus called his generation 
wicked and adulterous in Matthew chapter 16 and verse four. Wicked means evil. He called his generation evil and adulterous. Why do you think today, 2000 years later, that God thinks of the of what's going on in our world today. And Christians who study the word of God and know the standard that does not change of God's morality, God's holiness, and we see it happening today in the opposite direction. The Gentile world in the days of Paul was completely upside down. Corinth and Ephesus taught sex for pleasure outside the home and sex for children only happened with your mate. The gospel turned it right side up, bringing joy and excitement and not sorrow. And that's the verse I talked to you about, Acts chapter 17 and verse six, who said, those who have turned the world upside down, uh uh-uh, those who have come and turned the world right side up because why they were upside down and it looked like right side up was the other way around. Those who have turned the world upside down have come here also. That's a quote from Acts chapter 17 and verse six. Let that be said of you. Let people say about you, those that are turning the world upside down work in this office too, but you're the one turning it right side up by the power and the importance of the word of God. I'll see you next time. You can order resources, become a partner, or browse free articles and podcasts by visiting our website at bobyandian.com. You can also join our mailing list and receive weekly devotions and the latest ministry updates. If you would like to contact Bob Yandian Ministries, visit bobyandian.com and click on Contact. To contact us by mail, use the address on your screen. Thank you for watching today's broadcast. We'll see you next time on Student of the Word with Bob Yandian.